What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? My name is Noel, and you're currently listening, watching, being a part of, experiencing together uh, the Cult Pop Podcast live stream, a.k.a. Spoiler Alert, episode 778, which is a lot, um, where we review this past week's comics as well as talk about fun pop culture topics for your listening and viewing pleasure on this interface. Um, I'm your host, Noel Bartocci. I am not Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, but I, it should be noted that I will mention Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex right now, located at 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia, PA, a super rad shop which caters to nerdy and nerd-adjacent individuals of all shapes and sizes except assholes and jerk faces. Yeah. Leave your asshole at the door. Leave your poop. Leave, your, leave your pooper. Leave yeah. your pooper at the stupor. Yeah, and walk come in on in. Smooth and clothes to the anus. Or don't walk. Oh in. yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what? As soon as you said anus, too, I just I shuddered. Um, yeah. You don't like him either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joining uh, me tonight um, is Brian Lee. Brian, say uh, hello. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hey. Um, before we talk about the com- obviously JD can't join us tonight. He is. Very, very busy, so we're here um, to inadequately fill in while he is out. Um, but uh, right off the bat, dude, did you see the Thor Love and Thunder trailer? I did see it. I saw it. What are your thoughts, feelings, impressions? I liked it. I really like that song being in there. I like seeing classic Thor, uh, the classic Thor costume when he's running. Oh, yeah, that like was really second cool. Outfit. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Um and I like the vibe of what it looks like this story is about, you know, from the trailer. Um, Jane Foster looks cool. And I think it's cool that it's a, like, the hammer is all cracked up, implying heavily that it's a, the reformed hammer from that, from the main universe, as opposed to some other Mjolnir or what have you. Yeah. I think I saw yeah. a toy design a couple weeks ago, and it was, like, an all cracked up hammer. And I was like, mm. okay, cool, good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which, what do you think about it? Which um, one? It definitely was a, my thoughts, it definitely was a, this is only um, indicative of the first 15 minutes of this movie type of trailer. Mm. Um, there was no, like, like you could tell that every single piece of footage in this trailer, say for like one, is from the, the first act, which oh, yeah. I think is great. Um, yeah. I don't, you, there's no peaks of the villain there's no like second yeah piece of story arc it's just the first chunk and uh i like it i like when they do that i, I the, the little the, the least i know the better yeah because i'm yeah, already yeah. kind of in the bag for it yeah you see what happens yeah i think um marvel movies for the most part especially sequels to movies that i enjoyed yeah that there doesn't need to be a trailer at yeah. this point right yeah, yeah it's just like you'll see it yeah, <laughs> like there was coming out. I like I was already planning on seeing it when they announced it 
whatever many years ago, like 2019, years ago. Uh, was which really? was um, three years or 30 years ago. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Lots mm-hmm. happened. It's been a long time. Yeah, lots happened. Yeah. yeah. Are you liking Moon Knight? No, speaking of Marvel. I am very much enjoying Moon Knight. I heard that yeah. um, episode four is apparently, which is the one that comes out Wednesday, is um, mm. uh, apparently there's a twist or a game changer or or um, something like um, pe- reviewers were only sent the first four episodes because mm. it's a bit of a twist or cliffhanger or something. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it not being spoiled for me. Oh, uh, which so, way is to a cliffhanger? Yeah, so Wednesday yeah. I will probably stay off social media for a couple yeah. of hours yeah, yeah. during the day until I can get a chance to watch it. Yeah. I, uh, because it doesn't matter what we do, yeah. someone's always spoiling it. Like, I don't even actively look for shit, Yeah, but people will spoil it See, in my news feeds. Right, somebody's, yeah, I, it's a real pain in the ass not being able, you know, it's one of the only downsides to the streaming era is that it's available to watch at way earlier than is convenient to watch for a lot of people. Um, yeah, there's there's yeah. YouTubers, podcasters, reactors, all these influencers of every flavor and shape and size who stay up, watch it, and immediately have content right. out before the sun rises. Right. And it's out there and everyone is just... Yeah. Talking about it, or trying to avoid yeah. hearing people talk about it. Yeah, essentially, it's yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's a real childish struggle to complain about, but it's still a bit of a struggle. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not. It's uh, you know, not the worst thing. I'd be. Uh, there's a lot of things that I would that I would take care of before that, but it is a downside to it not being available. You know, it's like 8 p.m. or whatever. Yeah. And again, it's nice to watch it right when you get off of work, right when you get home. That's fun too. Yeah. We've uh, uh, it, um, remiss to not mention um, we have a couple of uh, uh, regs regulars up in the yeah. chat saying hello. So hello Mars Comics, yeah. hello Dan H, Hal twenty eight fourteen. Also Hal had chimed in about his impression of the the trailers, mentioning mm-hmm. there was a scene with Thor looking at this big dead creature that's straight out of the comics of a creature that Gore killed and it's almost mm. exactly as drawn. I've already seen people meme it like side by side with mm. Asad Ribbish art and the scene in the movie. And he's right. Aside from Korg standing next to him in the movie still, it literally looks like mm. Asad Ribbish's art, which is awesome. That's cool. It seems, it seems also too that they are taking the version of Thor, like they're mixing three different versions of characters into this version of Thor. Like, you get the more playful one that's a continuation mm-hmm. from from Ragnarok. But he also it also seems like he's entering this life of passiveness or, or a, a you know conscientious objector. Yeah. Um, which is something that they did with Drax recently in the comics. There's a whole run of Guardians of the Galaxy where, where Drax no longer wants to harm people and becomes a pacifist, which I think is really cute. That's awesome. And all of the Gore the God Butcher stuff and Mighty Thor. There's so many pulls from all of this. Oh, and the Unworthy Thor, where he electively kind of gives up to... This is... Right, right. It's, and the Jane Foster stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is all... It's parallel yeah. to the yeah, Unworthy yeah. Thor stuff. It's just... There's a lot being baked into this cake, and I hope it doesn't feel overstuffed. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. 
did you hear about or see the Ramatut um, Easter egg or reference in Moon Knight? Evidently. So that kid who uh, cuts the ribbon, letting himself fall, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. On the back of his jacket, there is apparently kind of like sort of a Ramatut drawing, hieroglyph-esque line drawing, and um, purple and green on there. And then I think somebody with the show was like, oh, yeah, that was Ramatut. What's the, is there some sort of significance to that other than... Look at that. Well, Ramatut is Kang. Oh, it's Kang. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So he's, you know, if he was around in ancient Egypt, um, and, you know, that either plays in or it doesn't play in. It's, you know, it's a cool, cool thing. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it all, everything points to Kang. Hmm. Um, I, I remember, and this is, this will be my like kind of last thought about it for the night. I, I do think that we're going to do a full recap of, of, Moon Knight when it's over. Yeah, when we get down to it. Yeah. Uh, which is only like three weeks away. But um, um, before the first episode premiered, there was a bunch of like clickbait headlines about um, it's not in the MCU and it's not holding to the MCU and all the... Uh, I'm yeah. like, guys, what do you... Are, is your yeah. reading comprehension just completely broken? They don't make direct contact with other things that are happening in the MCU that doesn't mean that it's right. not a shared universe like right not, I think like people clearly, forgot how this works Wakanda and, yeah you know, all people forgot right. how like reading comics works even if it's a shared universe I don't need cliff notes and references for every single page like right right and yes. Marvel movies have uh, have more or less been main star but significant guest star uh, yeah uh, for a while now. For a right? while now, yeah. So, I, I you know, people saying, like, oh, nobody else from the MCU shows up. Like, is it even connected? Like, it is connected. Well, we went we went a really long time without having a new character on their own. Because even the Spider-Man movies were... Right, they doubled up with somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Tony Stark, then Nick Fury, then Doctor Strange. Like, there was always yeah. somebody with him. Um, Shang-Chi was the closest to... yeah. Yeah, you mostly just, just get like, a main a character guest star by fucking Trevor Slattery. Like, wait, was there was there anyone else? Wait, who's oh, that? I like Wong was in it for two seconds. Yeah, like Wong, and then at the end, Banner and Captain. But that barely counts. That's but yeah, those were, those are cameos yeah, as yeah. opposed to like a third lead. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but before Shang Chi, what was the the last original all new kind of character? Was that Black Panther? Movie, I mean. Um, but even Black Panther was introduced in Civil War. Yeah, introduced in there, but it was his oh, own movie. Oh, but he didn't have here. much like, going on in his own movie. Um, yeah, his yeah. own movie was his story as opposed to it being connected to... Yeah, I guess that was the case. Stuff. And then there's been Eternals since then, too. That's that right. didn't go over so big. Yeah. I liked it. I'm yeah. happy with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm happy with the swing that they took. Yeah. Um, Guardians right. of the Galaxy... Did not have their own thing, but you got to go back. Yeah, home but that, that, yeah. that, yeah, that would back. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, Mars Comics. I wanted to say I like your logo that says Mars Comics uh, in the style of the Marvel uh, Comics. Marvel Comics, nice. The yeah. or so logo. That's awesome. Very cool. Very very cool. Well, we're going to talk about comics, uh, but first I want to say thank you everybody for joining us tonight, and thank you for everyone joining us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, wherever you're watching live. If anybody's watching live, if you like what we're doing here, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, share. 
spread the love. The joy of doing this live is that open and honest and earnest and playful feedback we get directly, and then we just kind of uh, have fun during doing the show. Um, you could also, I well, lie if you're gonna lie to me, make it a good lie or make it like a one that makes me feel good about myself. Um, yeah. uh, you can also email us at coldpopgo at gmail dot com uh, or join our book club Facebook group, JD's Hero Complex Book Club. It's it's honestly just a Facebook group where we vote on what to read uh, twice a week and what to watch twice a week, and we just discuss it. I think this upcoming Tuesday is Friday, the first trade paperback of Friday by Ed Brubaker uh, with art by Marcos Martin. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, just let us know, and we will invite you. Um, but let's, I don't know, you want to talk about some comic books? Yeah, which ones do you want to talk about? Well, I think the first thing that we're going to talk about is with the banner ready image exclamation point image number one uh, by Jeff Johns, Kyle Higgins, Patrick Clinton, Declan Shelby White, Kennedy, Scotty Young, Dan Haspiel, Wes Craig, Mark Gandolfo, Erica Henderson, Brendan Fletcher, Marcelo Costa, Andrew and Moody more than that. But that's all I felt like typing. The solicitation is as follows. Celebrate the 30th anniversary of the first Image Comics with a year-long parade of all new stories from some of the biggest and best names in comics. So, this was an anthology book, not commemorating the last 30 years of Image Comics like I was expecting. It's more so original, new, and current short stories Hmm. of Image Comics, right? Um, Which I found refreshing. I didn't I didn't necessarily, I wasn't super excited about reading like another five page spawn story. I'm sure that's coming eventually, but like, yeah, we got a the whole year. Dragon, right? Yeah. A Savage mm-hmm. Dragon or a spawn story. However, if you looked at it though, some of these short stories are one of 12. So some of yeah. these are going yeah, all yeah. the way and some of them are going like for five or four or whatever. So but image it was a, is a 12 issue series. That's, yeah, that's the deal with this. This okay. is a twelve-issue anthology series. Okay. Some of the short stories have twelve parts. Some of them have four parts, five parts. Right, some right. of them are one-offs. Um, all of them are new, no reprints. Um, I thought this was over. I, I'm not a giant fan of anthology books because most of the time it's like three are good and six are stinkers. For the most part, this was all strong. They were really fun, um, and I I read it. Very quickly. Again, usually with an anthology book, even when they're anthologies about characters that I just love, mm. it's like two sittings because I just, one's boring and then I'll just go read something else and I'll come back and finish it. This was just slick all the way through. Um, the standouts for me were the first one by Jeff Johns and Andrea, Andrea Moody. Um, it was true crime, but then it, all of a sudden turned into a monster story at the very end was teased. I don't know if you got to that one. I a, did not. I kind of breezed through it a little. It looks like there's some sort of snowman. It's a, yeah. Yeti. a Yeti. Like it's this, um, trial and murder. It's this murder trial and prisoner exchange. And all of a sudden it's just like, Oh, there's a Yeti. Like is this guy, okay. the Yeti? this guy is not the Yeti. It's no, a there's just a, yeah, there's yeah. just going to be a Yeti. The Yeti um, responsible for the thing that the guy is on trial for? No. Do you think? No. Nope. It's totally They're separate. Completely yeah, yeah, yeah. separate things, and I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Maybe their um, stories never 
intertwined. <laughs> it's just but yeah. this guy in his murder trial and a Yeti doing his Jeff, thing. <laughs> Jeff Johns, notorious for not connecting dots. Yeah, yeah. Just decided just to do two separate stories two altogether. Two parallel like stories just happened to be Eight-page anthology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the Declan Shalvey one was really, really good. Old Dog, I think it's called. Mm. Old Dog? Yeah, I read uh, uh, a decent amount of that. That was cool. It, it was, what did you just skim all of them? Just like, boop, 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 boop. No, I read the beginning of the first. So here's the thing, you guys out there. Um, I meant to read all of it, and I didn't have time, and I was like, let's see what's going to happen. So I started the Jeff Johns one. Yeah. So you just sampled each one until you got to one you wanted to finish, or you just sampled each one? I sampled each one until I got to one that I wanted to finish, but I read most of Old Dog, and then I breezed through the end of it, and then I read the next two, then I paged through the rest of them. The rest what, of were the, what were the ones that you, that you read? So the ones that I read were the New Gospel, I believe, on page 20. I don't know. Which, um, it has uh, kind of like a light pastel art style. Um, if you have it in front of me, just tell me the creators. Oh, it's uh, Wyatt Kennedy. The first page, Kennedy. I think, has all... Oh, that's the yeah. team of Bolero. I thought, it, in fact, when I read it, I was yep. like, wait, is this Bolero? That is, is this... one of the strongest ones. It's, yeah. it's wild. Uh, it's a... Don't even, let's not even talk about what it's about because it's just right. weird. And then well, it it's about weirder. this guy who uh, is in a relationship that this woman like does some weird stuff and pushes him in odd directions um, yep. that uh, you know he's not used to. But it's very good. It's cool. Yeah, it's a cool story. It, it's uh, stylistically and thematically, it's not unlike Bolero too, where it's yes normal human problems but then all of a sudden it becomes extra human extraordinary yeah, another kind of thing going on interdimensional yeah we don't know yet but it was really yeah. good it was really really yeah. good i liked it a lot yeah the style is really good i like these this art team um i like the yeah. palace that they choose and i like the flow of their work it's very there's like, a, easy there's a wonderful there's like a very wonderful neon hue aesthetic to both of bolero and this and I was also glad that this is one of the ones that gets continued. I think it's five issues or like five chapters of this one. Yeah, four. Uh, I think four. Mm. But um, yeah, it's not the whole way. It's not 12. There was another one too uh, that was that I didn't know was a Radiant Black story until the end of it. Like there's yeah. a... They, they're, yeah. they're in a very Radiant Black-like costume, right? I mean... Yeah, that shows up halfway through the story. So oh, okay. it's just a story about like an ex-convict who's trying to figure out a new business model, and all of a sudden you find out like, oh, he's the one that's been recently plaguing the radiant black characters because he decided to do this. So it was like oh, a, a cute little filler gap issue that worked on its own. That's this cool. was just this was just strong. It, like for as for an anthology book, it was it was strong, and I really I really liked it. Yeah, it me too. I like anthology getting. books usually. I like it when there's like the summer special or whatever comes out. Um, I think I I think I like them more in theory than practice because mm. the last couple of years we've I feel like we've especially from DC, you know, both DC and Marvel, because Marvel was doing like thousand issues and true <laughs> yeah like Marvel yeah. one thousand and yeah 60th not, anniversary and yeah. whereas I know DC was doing them more like. 
Well, DC did a lot was, of the anniversary books. There was like had a bunch of characters turning every uh, other week. Pages, there was a ten dollar anthology book for yeah, every yeah. single character, and it just yeah. it became a little bit. Um, I dug those actually. I like. Did I you like, read? Oh. Did you read every single page of all of those because they were not all strong? I think no. Um, I think I did. I think we did read all of them for the show. Maybe not the Green Arrow one. Um, but uh, yeah, I dig it. I'm like, oh, cool. A whole even I, even like Aquaman and Green Arrow, who were definitely not in the Flash, Green um, Lantern, Superman I, category for me. I enjoy it in in concept more than in practice. Hmm. Like, because there's know. very very rarely do I feel like more than 50% of this anthology book is strong or that I enjoyed all of it. Hmm. This time I did, but I can't remember of the, of the Robin one, the, the Batman one, yeah. the Joker one, the Catwoman one. Yeah. Flash and Green Lantern. The Detective well. Comics ones, the Flash 750, the Wonder Woman 750. Yeah. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you five stories from all nine of those books. That that uh, resonate with me and stick with me. I don't know if I could if I could remember any I re- in particular, but I remember like, like three. I liked all of those. I liked reading all of those. Um, but mm-hmm. I like that like theme thing. It's like oh, here's a bunch of flash stories, and mm-hmm. I'd say I enjoy more stories than not in those in those uh, anthology cases. Well, they're doing twelve more this this year, just for you. Oh, for image. Yeah, this is different. These aren't like a. Oh, so you don't care about this? Thing. You don't like this? I like the individual stories. Um, you know what I mean? Or not. Mm-hmm. But it's not like... The only theme is things that are image. published by image. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I did enjoy it. Like That's not to say I don't like it. I just don't like it for that reason that we were talking about. Where it's right like a, a whole I'm, I'm a, thing. I'm an equal opportunity... Um, I am equally skeptical of all anthology books. Hmm. All right. Because they very typically have of, of like eight stories, eight to 10 stories. Three of them are from premier teams and are dope. And the rest are typically like either shelved short stories or rushed things. And I just don't enjoy them that much. They always feel pretty much half baked or, a good concept that's rushed, like a short story is very difficult to pull off. Right. True. Novelists say it's harder than a novel. So I'm, I'm just, I, the, the return on investment for my entertainment is usually pretty low. It's just, I'm just a hater. Speaking of being a hater. What'd you think of, Oh, (laughs) you want to ask me a question of Kaya? That was the other one that I read in full. The one where I don't have it in front of me. Can you tell me what it's about? Uh, yes, the story art and design are by Wes Craig, which I didn't realize. Oh, that was awesome. That was super yeah. awesome. Yeah. I want to see that more of that one. That's the, the yeah. young prince thing, monster person yeah. in the desert with the other lady who doesn't hate him, but is kind of hates him. Yeah. Oh, is that, a, that was awesome. I thought that was, uh, I thought they were two sisters. I don't know. Uh, one's not human. One's humanoid. One's not. One is royalty. Yeah. One's not. One's oh, useful. Yeah, yeah. One isn't. Yeah. And it's all told in, in that flashback. Time. So, yeah, yeah, they're like they're in the desert, they're alone. Mm-hmm. Um, there is this hinted at, it, like, so at first you think it's her, them and their half sister, 
And you're like, oh, okay, she helped her survive. But um, then there's some animosity there that, you know, because one of them grew up in the palace that is layered in. There's a lot of tantalizing things about this situation that are hinted at in this preview in a cool way. Um, And you just have two characters. I really like Wes Craig's art, too. Hmm. Yeah, Um, it's it's got a cool vibe. He's been doing, I mean, he's been in comics for decades, but his most recent and probably most consistent claim to fame is the ongoing artist for Deadly Class, which is ending soon. So I hope that this is the beginning of something a little bit broader or world building. This is the Kaya preview, preview, part 104. So I'm assuming all four parts are the preview. Yeah, 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 or like all four parts will be like yeah. the zero issue of something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of you know the, his all work. Of, all of the stuff in here is aside from like maybe the Scotty Young thing, which is silly. All of them are either addendums to current stories or uh-huh. previews or jump starts for new or stories. Like yeah, yeah. Which, which <laughs> I bet there's like I one or two makes this like kind of cool issue. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bet there's like a story that is brand new. Yeah, it's just this, even and if you, you know? if you think about it too, like even so, like the I think the Jeff Johns one is all twelve. Yeah. Um, and it's about eight pages each chapter. Hmm. It's a sixty-four page double right. size issue when it's right, all done. Right. So like these yeah. are the first issues of a or or oversized issues of something else, which I think is just really fun. Yeah. Like I, cool. I, as opposed to, you know. Now that we're thinking about it, maybe that's why I've enjoyed this more because all of them were to be continued as opposed to just uh, lacking climax of a short story sure. that's not being picked up anywhere else. Sure. Whereas those other anthologies that I was comparing uh, them to. How do you feel about Wednesday Comics when it was coming out? Oh, I, I, was fine. I, I own it. I think it's great because they were yeah. 12 were continual quiet. stories. Yeah, yeah, sequ- yeah. Sequential storytelling is what I'm in the game for, not necessarily right. just like... Sometimes one five-page character study is wonderful, mm. but most it I don't know. It just takes a really good writer to pull it off, and you know, mm-hmm. even some of my even some of my favorite creators are not good at it. pulling it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, so Kaya, I felt had this. I really like the sort of minimalist. There's a very washed out, but also uh, uncluttered feel to the pages, and it reminds me a little bit of. Um, Hydra, uh, in just a little bit in terms of how open the pages feel. Um, the there's not that kind of interesting play with the panels, but uh, Hydra also in what was being drawn is um, is there's a lot of empty in that, uh, like there is here. Um. I saw his name recently, Jesse Lonergan. Oh, is that right? I, in a solicitation. I'll find it and I'll, I'll send it to you. He's got a new book coming out. But nice. let's let's move on to the next book. I think that this is a good pickup. Yeah. I, I don't know if you agree. Um, Johnny Destructo has entered the chat, so if you guys have any heckles for, for JD, just go ahead and spit them out and we will read them back to him slowly in the most annoying voice we can muster. So the next book we're going to talk about is... Flashpoint Beyond, number one, DC Comics, written by Jeff Johns with art by Eduardo Riso. After sacrificing everything to help the Flash put the universe back together and save Bruce Wayne's life, comma, 
Thomas Wayne wakes up at a world he thought was no more. Forced to down the cowl once again. I don't think anybody forced him. Forced to down the cowl once again. (laughs) Batman prowls the streets of Gotham, searching for answers to how this world still exists. But what he starts to uncover will send him hurling around the globe. Hurling around the globe. Hurling is better. Hurling around the globe. Hurl himself Um, from point to point. Actually, he's hurling the whole time. He gets very flight sick. Um, Somehow this helps. The hunt for the clockwork killer starts here. So, um, I'm not, you know what, I won't share my, uh, you go ahead first. What did you think of this book, Brian? I liked it. I was on board. Um, I am curious to see what they're doing with, you know, the continuity type stuff that they do from time to time. Um, it's got something to do with Doomsday Clock, which was unexpected before I saw the preview of it like two weeks ago, but I didn't expect it at that time. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's interesting having this, this Flashpoint. I, all right. So here's the thing with Flashpoint. It was interesting. And then they announced the new 52 was going to come after this. And then immediately it was like, I don't care at all about this alternate reality anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it was like issue three or so. It was like right in the middle. Oh, um, I didn't. I didn't have that same experience. But go on. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, oh no, I just want to see what they're doing now. Like, what's they're altering their main universe? Like this alternate universe? Yeah. I don't care about anymore. I mean, you know, I uh, in real time that gave this. It was just an event, but in yeah. real time they as a publisher up to the stakes of just the event yeah, with their publishing line. So to me, that almost made it like, Oh shit. I wonder how this is going to end as opposed to I'll catch up on it later. Like to oh, me, no. it actually I mean, made me want to read it more. But how it, it was leading into the you thing. It's got like a one page well, two page spread of what was coming well, yeah. up next though. You yeah, know, and there had, they had been, well, yeah, but they had been like releasing, the upcoming comics where there were like solicits for all of the new 52, like while flashpoint was coming out. Um, and I was like, ah, I want to see what's up with this new Superboy. Also, I had mixed feelings about like what's going on, but it looked, there was a lot of men that thought it looked pretty cool. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, but it's kind of cool to see what's going on in that world or how it will play into this upcoming stuff. I don't know if this has anything to do with the justice incarnate. Series. I don't know. I don't um, know either. I didn't read it. Um, I thought this was fine. Hmm. All right. I, I like flashpoint in theory. Um, no, it's fine. Flashpoint's yeah. fine. I've read it a couple times. Um, there are some people that I know that just fucking adore it. Oh, like really? it's their favorite event comic, and it's just really? the it's you know it's like epic and fantastic, and you have to experience this to know what comics are truly like, like real hyperbolic shit. And that always makes me very like reticent to like okay, it's not terrible, but mm. relax. So I'm I'm okay with it. I liked. I've recently gone back and read a lot of the new 52. At the time I wasn't, I didn't really care and I wasn't, I didn't like half of it. 
But I've gone back and read a lot of New 52 stuff, and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty strong. Hmm. Certain Animal certain titles. Man, very good. The beginning Animal of Man, Comics, Swamp really Thing. I do, like, I, did, I do like Justice League. Yeah. Uh, yeah Batman was great. Like, there was a yeah. lot of really good stuff that came out of New 52. So I have no, like, ill will. Um, and I loved Doomsday Clock. Loved oh, me too. It. Oh, yeah. It was just phenomenal, and I can't wait to read it again. Hmm. So, this, this was fine. Um, they, they didn't negate anything that this version of Thomas Wayne has been through, which I thought was really interesting, and probably the only fascinating part of this whole book, hmm. because they make lip service to him being pulled out of his own timeline by reverse flash and being uh, a foil in Tom King's Batman run and then being a part of infinite frontier and justice league incarnate. Like they make lip, they take the put lip service to like all of the stuff that they've done with the character since flashpoint, mm-hmm. but still put him back in his toy box, which mm-hmm. just narratively I think is impressive. Yeah. Um, but I am, at this point, I am not hooked on the stuff that's introduced in this book. Mm-hmm. So in our universe, you have Batman with um, Mime and Marionette, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. From Doomsday Clock, and they're raiding Rip Hunter's lab and seeing a bunch of stuff yeah. on the on the chalkboard, which is just an old school DC or modern old school DC trope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially like with Rip Hunter, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I always like the chalkboard. It's, it's always it's Rip like, Hunter's chalkboard. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I think is funny, and that's cute. Um, yeah. I thought it was then, cool that Bat- the Bruce Wayne Batman was a part of this, too. That there is a lot more going his, on than just, like, here's more stories yeah. in the Flashpoint universe. And his motivation, I'm not sure if I'm down with his motivation or just what seems to be his motivation, which is... I guess he wants to save his father who just recently was responsible for making his life a living hell for like a year Yeah, and ruined his marriage. Well, Bruce Wayne and has a lot of kind of parent issues. So it was interesting. It was just yeah. like, I was like, all right, whatever. But then I think when the, what really lost me was I was, I was just primed and ready for a classic Jeff Johns, final page like you're gonna you're gonna introduce somebody or you're gonna show something that's just like what? oh right just like just like uh countdown to infinite crisis right or yeah 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 where it was the the blue beetle issue where like you make me love blue beetle for an entire issue and then you shoot him in the head yeah, like yeah. you're gonna pull a jeff johns and i can't wait i'm not gonna peek ahead let's go let's go it gets there and i'm like who the fuck is that <laughs> oh, was, oh yeah and you got um who this guy from the Time Masters with the from from like three hat. different versions ago of the Time Masters from the fifties? I think the first version was like yeah. Rip Hunter traveling around with his kid sidekick and girlfriend. This kid with a raccoon yeah. hat. I'm like, yeah, what the f-? and he's a little twerp. I'm like, yeah. there are so it just it missed the mark with me. Not because I didn't recognize the person. Because yeah. I have not recognized people in comics before and been like, ooh, I'm going to look that up. What's that? Right, right. It just was so lackluster. Yeah, of this, certainly not this kid sitting on the, Yeah. An interesting this, figure. This kid in a stupid outfit is threatening Batman sitting on his Batmobile. And I'm like, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I guess. 
so like that was the and then also too i think the the series that's per, per, like the whole beyond flashpoint series mm-hmm. there's like four writers like it's it's Not jeff really. johns and then like two other dudes and then a Not rotating really. artist yeah huh. so like that's weird this was an interesting one-off yeah but but you did not inspire me to pick up every issue of this. You inspired me to maybe keep my ear open to see if people like it in a couple months and maybe I'll pick it up later. You know I what will, I mean? Like, yeah, I see. I will definitely pick it up. And that was the case before I read the issue. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, uh, at least semi main DC event. I don't see what's what. Um, I did think they call their whole, uh, Realms of existence, uh, you know, on mass. Oh, yeah. With Omniverse, hypertime loop, they call it the divine the continuum. The divine continuum. With DC, that's cool. They have DMC circled on the chalkboard. I was yeah, like, and that's, that's a lot. It's, uh, that was in Doomsday Clock. Oh, was it? The divine continuum was introduced in Doomsday Clock, yeah. Was it? Okay. Yeah, all like, that stuff. I'm, the I'm cool metaverse, with it Omniverse. that. Like, that's, that's cool. But it was the circles on the chalkboard that I was like, they really pointing. Don't into you get it. it though? Don't you get it? <laughs> oh, it's because it's DC Comics. Yeah, duh. Oh, I just didn't like. Uh, the cir- I just don't like circles around like uh, sometimes. Oh, we haven't mentioned yeah. it. Um, uh, Eduardo Rizzo's art was awesome. Yeah, the art is awesome. really good. Yeah, and he's not doing the rest of the the, yeah. the ongoing artist for the book is uh, Germanico, who's very very good, hmm. but not the same style as Eduardo Riso. So this, this again, I feel I mean, like this, this is issue is going to feel, yeah, it's going to feel like, you know, not yeah. really connected. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also that's, um, it felt like a zero issue in some ways, you know, not mm-hmm. so much happened. There was a lot of setup and that's cool. The Harvey Dent's son, um, I was waiting. Yeah. Like, Thomas Wayne certainly looks like he might adopt Harvey Dent's son, and I think that could be pretty cool mm. uh, if they do that. Uh, and it might be a reason for him to end up staying in the Flashpoint universe. Um, well, yeah. let's let's move on to a different universe. Which universe? The Sandman universe. Okay. Um, Sandman universe, Nightmare Country number one by DC Comics, written by James Tynan the fourth, with art by Lissandro Estherin. Estherin. Solicitation are as follows. Sometimes nightmares walk the earth. Every night when you sleep, the Lord of Dreams chooses the path you'll follow. Into a sylvan Elysium or down the hallways of your darkest fears. And sometimes, if it is dreams will, those nightmares escape those halls and go out into the world. But it's not a choice he makes lightly. Today, the Corinthian walks the earth again. The most feared of all dreams nightmares, his ravenous mouths have made him a legend among serial killers. Letting the Corinthian out among mortals is the most dangerous thing Dream could possibly do, but he has no choice, because there's another nightmare walking the earth, one that must be hunted, and this monster is the one that Dream, lord of all nightmares, did not make. So, as the only person sitting in this room who has read the entirety of... Yes. Same man. Yeah. What did you think of this issue, Brian? Um, I thought it was alright. Uh, most of that solicit was not in this issue yeah. some things make sense as to who the corinthian will be following or whatever but this is a case where i'm glad that i didn't know that ahead of time um so 
this is the least interesting aspect of Sandman to me. You mentioned um, that. You mentioned that. Yeah. I want to say like two weeks ago when we talked about this book coming out. Yeah. Like, all the stuff I don't like about Sandman. Cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Corinthian is cool. Like, he's he's a cool character. He's as a nightmare. He's a, a really interesting design and character, but. Um, like his story, I think he's in um, Preludes and Nocturnes is the first volume is mm-hmm. where he's got, you know, his story. Um, definitely, the, like I even recommend not to start with volume one just because it's just we're not, not getting, we're not, well, no, just to say that that's not even really the full Sandman vibe. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we're not, we're not going to relitigate that. Like, I think Nobody's litigating if, anything. No, no, no. If any, solid if, opinion. If, if, yeah. which, which we've both expressed multiple times. I think that, like, that's that should be like canon. The show. This should be spoiler alert canon. Yes. That starting Sandman with the first story arc is rough. Yes, it is definitely rough, but relevant in that the Corinthian is. You know, it's like that's the horror stuff. The like kind of straight up horror stuff, um, and not only is it not really my bag, it's there's so many more things that interest me more in the mm-hmm. realm of Sandman than like murders, you know, like mm-hmm. human level kind of uh, sort of thing. Albeit with dreams involved, the mm-hmm. art is pretty good for the kind of story that it is. It's a watercolor, um, and you know it definitely fits. And then when they're in the dreaming. That really suits the dreaming as well. Um, it's a different artist. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was ably told. I Oh, and the ag- Mr. Agony and Mr. Ecstasy. Oh, it was a little, you know, a little bland um, of a naming mm-hmm. sort of, you know, choice with them. And they both seem to be pretty agonous in their, in their <laughs> ways. <laughs> um, but they're they're very Sandman-esque sort of characters, but um, definitely tending more towards horror, and we'll see where they go. But yeah, overall, it was all right. It's not a it's not a Sandman yeah. book that I think I'll rave about. Yeah, I um, I read it. I'm very, I've very much been enjoying a lot of Tinian's work lately. Yeah. Something it's going oh, yeah. to children, Department of Truth, uh, all that, all that jazz. Um, read the first 15 or so chapters of Sandman. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Um, I, I, I couldn't, I struggled. I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Reading this. I, yeah, it was yeah. just the opening scene was so, um, maudlin and overwritten, like mm. like somebody unprompted decides to start telling you in vivid detail about their dreams in conversation at a bar. From I was childhood like, on, I was like, "This is <laughs> this is it, this if it, it it felt like it felt like a first year writing student was reading me their poetry." <laughs> And I was just like, I don't care about any of this. <laughs> I don't even know your name. I don't care. <laughs> and then the art was was fine, but then it 
goes into a, I want to say like three or four page sequence from um, Yannick Paquette. Yeah, when they're in the was, Which was so stunning. Much yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it made the rest of the book look bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and that's also much more Sandman-ish. Like Sandman stuff does sometimes do the more abstract watercolor kind of thing. But like he nailed, you know, they nailed the dreaming in this mm-hmm. and that, that feel. Uh, and then, yeah, it just then goes back into the other thing. And, and I, so the general kids, the, the main conceit of the book is the Corinthian has been let loose to stop something worse than him. I guess. I guess. That's not what you get from, from the solicitation. What I get from the book yeah. is uh, over explainy lady had a bad dream and then mm-hmm. the Corinthian shows up. No, and no, then, it was and then the you get one she, scene. The guy that she slept with was having a nightmare, and the crew oh, yeah. showed up, and he and was, like, was like, "How cool. come you painted me all over the place?" Which seems to be his motivation. Like, mm-hmm. I happened to find out that somebody in the, you know, in the waking world had done a lot of paintings of me, and there's no real like, Corinthian, you have to go chase after these two guys. I commanded yeah. to you. And, yeah, and and so much as. A first issue. Hey, it's Carl Carls. Yeah, he said, oh, hey. Carl Carls, hey, we haven't seen you for some time. How's it going? Hi, buddy. Hey. Um, as a... For the, the things that a first issue should or could do, I don't think this catered to anybody that wasn't just familiar and or already in the bag for anything yeah. with Sandman on it, which is yeah, upsetting yeah. to me. Like, I, I, if anything, I wanted this to be a gateway for me, and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, they could have. Now the Corinthian isn't my favorite, but a lot of people really think he's cool, and, and they could have had this be a lot more Corinthian centric. You know, those those people are, I, I mean, are already buying this book, are already going to buy every issue of this it's book true. without like even. So but, it's, it's fine. I mean, just that, just that the fact that a lot of people think he's cool means there's a lot of other people who might think he's cool too, but haven't been yeah. exposed to him. And this book wasn't that much no. of an introduction to his deal or. Or even what his deal will be in the book, you know? Yeah, I just it it um, I just, I just I found it I found it pretty boring. Very well done, but very boring. Yeah. If if I didn't if I didn't already care, then I wasn't going to start caring from this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will likely drop it. I'm going to drop this book, and then maybe down the line, if I hear that it becomes something. Get so much better than I'll I'll pick it up and trade, but I don't I, I didn't yeah. find this enjoyable at all. Yeah, eh, that's a shame. And not that there's there's probably other Sandman things coming, but they just got rid of a bunch of other things and mm-hmm. presumably have some sort of plans for it. Who knows? I mean, there's a show, right? There's a show that's in the works. Whatever. So they I probably mean, are doing something it, comics wise. I, I, it almost doesn't even matter because the book is in every single format, reprinted uh, per, in perpetuity constantly. So it's like they don't even need new material at this point. They're just going like Sandman is still being reprinted now in new editions for the show, but it just got done being reprinted in new deluxe editions for the oh, Audible. Yeah. And oh, then really? right before that, they just reprinted all the absolutes because yeah, the yeah. omnibuses were out of print. But now the omnibuses are going to be back print. This book is never, never searching for a new audience. You know what I mean? Like it's just always 
or they never need to do anything new because it's always finding an audience. It's one of those books. So, yeah. I mean, you had an opportunity. I just I felt like this was... Yeah. I'm yeah. just hoping they do other... I hope this isn't the ongoing Sandman Universe thing. Although, I have not read the Sandman Universe books with the fervor that uh, I read Sandman and Lucifer. Um, I guess technically... Technically, the Tim Hunter stuff is in the same... Yeah, the, I mean, just a couple years ago, the the um, that new Constantine's the new Hellblazer series was in the Sandman universe, and Tim Hunter or the new the Books of Magic book was in the uh, the Sandman universe, and they intersected, and there yeah. was a Dreaming book, and but yeah, yeah. It, none of and a character really from Swamp Thing is uh, is is Raven, um, which is something you know going into Sandman, but I didn't find out for years later. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, speaking of fun, speaking of fun, what's really fun is if you, uh, if you have the ability to, uh, support the show, patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. Uh, if you can, uh, support what we do here, uh, create content, be a tiered member and you can get cool free stuff from JD. Um, but if you can't still, you can support the show by youtube.com slash cult pop go like comment subscribe facebook.com slash cult pop podcast like comment subscribe say hello join for the live streams be a doll rate and review all that jazz um it helps us out it just does in ways that i don't know yet but everyone keeps saying it does so just do it that's cool uh, it's uh, a <laughs> low effort high impact so the next book we're going to talk about is Immortal Red Sonia, number one, by Dynamite Comics. Yeah, we're going to skip one and just go straight to Immortal Red Sonia. Skipping it. Uh, by Dynamite Comics. Written by Dan Abnet, Abnet of Abnet and Landing fame, uh, with art by Alessandro Miracolo. It is a time of British legend. A young Red Sonia cursed by mysterious chainmail seeks counsel with a mysterious Merlin. She seeks to be rid of her curse in order to forge a future of fantasy and adventure. She will be pursued by the loathsome grieved knight, and if she survives and arrives at the castle of Merlin, what she finds would be infinitely more than she bargained for. So, um, I have historically never given a shit about Red Sonia, Vampirella, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just those two uh, from yeah. Dynamite Comics. The I, the the cheesecake nature of most of like the covers and stuff never did anything for me. Um, but in my older age, I follow writers and artists more so than characters. Mm-hmm. So I want to say two years ago, maybe a little bit more. I love Mark Russell. He was writing red Sonia. So I'm mm-hmm. like Mark Russell writes red Sonia. I'll give it a shot. It was fucking awesome. So now I'm oddly kind of uh, compelled to sample these books. I'm not okay. into them whole cloth because there are still sure. bad Red Sonia and Vampirella books. All right. That are just yeah, there was about a Vampirella boobs. that we read for the show that was pretty cool. Yeah, I had no but, idea what her deal was, being an alien a, vampire. I had no I clue. Yeah. We gave it a shot because it was from Christopher Priest who's been writing it for a while, and it's like, holy shit, this is really entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I saw that Dan Abnett was, started, was of, of Abnett and Landing fame 
uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, a lot of Marvel cosmic stuff. Yeah. They did was, the annihilate the after Giffen. They did the annihilation. Or, all of it. Yep. No stuff. Yeah. Annihilation, cool. annihilation, conquest. All yeah. of the Nova stuff. All of the um, Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. All of it. It's them. They are the architects of modern cosmic Marvel. I think they also did an awesome Teen Titan. Or I mean, um, Legion of Superheroes run. That was that was great. And uh, I was Superman. after Wade. Right before um, New 52. That was like during Infinite yeah. Crisis time. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so I saw his name. I saw a new number one. I did read the solicit and I was just like, that sounds stupid. Let's do it. All right. So read the issue. Um, I thought this was kind of cool. I thought this was kind of fun. It was just, it was just, it was stupid. But really well done, stupid. You know, like, it was sword and sorcery with a um, pulpy character. Uh, it, was a, it was a peanut butter and chocolate. You've it's got a, a pulp character. character. She's, yeah. She's, yeah. she's um, James uh, Howard, um, Conan. Was she, is she actually that old? I mean, I think so. Or okay. at least adjacent to each other. Like, they are... She is sometimes Red Sonia, part of Conan. the Conan universe, right? Or Robert E. Howard. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's all in that same pulp yeah, vein, yeah. and that's honestly um, that's what it seems that's what Dynamite does. Just all pulp stuff. Yeah. John Carter, yeah. Deja Thoris, like all that. Stuff. I think they also published all of the. Um, I remember a few years ago there were all all these like gold key. I think public domain heroes, the Black Terror, and yeah, well, they was do Dynamite all the too, right? Project yeah. Superpowers. Um, yeah. Green Hornet, all of That's it. Cool. They, I think they have this, the right to the spirit now. Either know. way, Dynamite's doing all I that jazz. Read shadow. I read a, I, read I think they they do. Dynamite. Do they? Yeah. Well, I'm obviously not reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, also, like, I, I think it, uh, I, I will bring up there was some controversy with Dynamite Comics and What's Comics it? Gate oh. two or three years ago. So for a while, I was like, I don't really want to support the hate group. So I won't read dynamite. And I think that's dissipated Mm -hmm. at least enough for me to be like, I will explore these stories. All right. Um, but I just, I enjoyed the way that they very adeptly mixed peanut butter and chocolate, the pulpy with the sword and sorcery in a fun way. Yeah. I was like, let's do this. This is fun. The art was, was serviceable. It was actually, it wasn't, it wasn't stellar. But it also wasn't bad. There was one panel that I wanted to take a picture and show you guys, and I don't have the book with me. There's one panel where she's talking in the foreground, mm-hmm. and she does this with her hand. And I uh. think the, the colorist or the inker just didn't feel those pencils, and it looks like she's got a, like a lobster claw. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at that right now. That was the only panel I found that was just like really freaking weird. But besides uh-huh. that, everything was great. Like I, I, yeah. I like the chainmail conceit. It's a very sorcery, yeah. um, kind of art too. You know, yeah. like it fits in with this fantasy style. <clears throat> so, what's the deal, Noel? Do you know with Red Sonia? Is she always immortal? Is it always this? No. Is, there's not always like a Arthurian connection here. No, no. Okay. Um, I don't even really know. I don't know enough 
to know when the actual timelines of things intersect. But I got the impression that it is well post Arthurian and she is going to be thrown back into it because the chain mail has been possessed for like like a thousand what? years, hundreds of years. Well, apparently it's multiple chain mails in succession. Oh yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. That was a surprise. It was cool. Yeah. Um, um, but, but it's been, it's been eons. It's been a while. Definitely a long time since Arthur so has been around, but she's like, yeah. That mythology is part. You know, they've got the pen dragons and yeah, uh, Arthur. Um, I, I don't. And, you know. I don't know enough. So the the main Red Sonja series I have read and I own is the mm. Mark Russell stuff, which was very self contained and most. It was a fucking book about monarchies and and geopolitics with barbarians, which was fascinating. And then I own the Gail Simone run of Red Sonja that I haven't read yet. But for the most part, it is just kind of like she's a she's a bitch and warrior and kind of travels the world and has a she doesn't have any not like, unlike Conan main mystical power. She's not like she does not have not any powers. However, right. no, but she just like with Conan, she also she often is entangled with right, curses and spells and creatures and things. Right. Yeah, that was an interesting. But she herself is not here. Okay, right. Um, the idea that the curses always reform when you beat them to constantly uh, keep you in them. Uh, yeah. That was an interesting idea. Yeah, they changed the rules. I thought that was really yeah. cool, too. Yeah. I, this I, guy, I, her, the antagonist was cool, too. The, um, you know, you have to tell me a story and it has to be true. And then she barely avoids him by mentioning the name and leaving it out wouldn't be true. Which I would argue, actually. I think... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, you didn't mention what the color of the grass was either. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but then the guy is like, ah, you know, I was cursed to do this. It, it used to really suck. But now I like it. It turns into this big goblin guy and they, and they fight. It was, it was cool. Very unexpected. So, yeah. Uh, it was, it was a um, good tease for what's next. Uh, uh, Dan H jumped in the jumped in the chat. I'm thinking about picking this up. The only Red Sony I've read is Gail Simone, which was great because Gail Simone. So this was enjoyable, but I I cannot recommend enough Mark Russell's run, which is a 24 issue run. I think two trades of it are out. Um, and I I loved it enough to try other Red Sonia stuff. And same with Vampirella. I liked those two issues of. Christopher Priest's Vampirella enough to be like, shit, did I miss the boat on this? Yeah. I, I don't know. You know what? I think I'm always, um, it's the Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing. You've got a seemingly stupid, kitschy, yeah. pulpy conceit, yeah. but you treat it with such like earnest respect with like actual characterization that it elevates the conceit. So you've got a character like Vampirella, who's a fucking alien from Draculon that well, drinks yes, blood. Definitely, yeah. But, but that's also but you, more you than I thought she was about anyway. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I, that's, I, I never yeah. knew beyond the costume, like, what her deal was. And I, but, when we read that, I was like, oh, she's an alien? That's interesting. Yeah, but but treating yeah. that with actual, like, character development and intrigue, it's... Oh, you, yeah, yeah. I, it's going to sound stupid, but you, you start to get into the story so much that you forget that she's wearing like a bathing suit as her costume. 
it's because it's the most unimportant part of the entire issue, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I like I I just like I like being surprised by stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. So these books these books have been kind of surprising me. Um, Excellent. We have one more book to talk about this week. What's that? It's a doozy. Is it a doozy? It's <laughs> X Men ninety two House of ninety two, or Roman numeral X C I I. Because so, it is similar to House of X. House of X. X-Men House of X. So, uh, by Marvel Comics, written by Steve Fox, with art by Salvador Espin. Um, solicitations are as follows. Everyone's favorite 90s incarnations of the X-Men have returned. But this time, everything is even all newer and all more different. Mutant kind is ta- all newer. Even all newer. <laughs> Mutant kind is taking a huge leap forward by founding their own nation on the island of Krakoa, guided by Professor X, Magneto, and a mysterious, long-lived woman who knows more than she should. That's right. The 90s X-Men are tackling the Krakoan age 30 years early, and it's not going to go the way you expect. So, um, I love... I mean, for the most part, I love the Krakoan age of, of X-Men. Um, yeah. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. I have been catching. I, I I didn't read it all in real time. I only read the Hickman stuff, but I've been going back and reading some of it, and it's it's very strong. It's very good. Um, I don't enjoy the '90s cartoon comics. I think we did oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah. we did a, a GI Joe a GI Joe issue that was like oh, '90s cartoons, well, and it was like. Oh. Um, yeah. I don't have like that. I'm not. I'm not that steeped in nostalgia that I will forego like a good comic just because it looks like a cartoon I used to watch. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought that this sounded funny. Like taking yeah, the Krakoan and aging the House of X story. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is hilarious. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, I thought this was stupid. I liked it. Um, yeah. It was. If I never read it, I don't feel like my life would be missing anything. Um, but it was a very enjoyable read nonetheless. Uh, yeah. I really, really liked what... So the House of X Powers of Ten stuff is very, very intricate. And I think I was most impressed with how this one issue just streamlined a lot of that it's shit. Give you, it gives you <laughs> all of House of X. <laughs> almost almost all of House of X. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's three issues of Hickman set up in like one. Right. Right. And it's very breezy. Yeah, and it yeah. starts with the uh, the attack on Orcus, which yeah. is like a mega mold. And all of the main X-Men die. And then yeah. you do the whole resurrection thing. And it's just like, it's so quick and fast. Some of the yeah. changes that they made to make it more cartoony was great. So, like, instead of instead of uh, Magneto walking around with a bunch of UN officials to try and get um, uh, mm. ambassadorial ambassadorship ambassadorship ambassadorial For, ambassadorial. Uh, well, it depends just on the next word. Become an ambassador. Become an embassy. Oh yeah, a United Nations embassy. Uh, Embas- it's just it's Embas- just Psylocke walking around the, the the mansion, and instead of like yeah. uh, it's it's. It's yeah. the and the president and somebody yeah, else are there and the Canadian. It's the Canadian. Like yeah, yeah. it's it just cause. Um, yeah. It was just cute and uh, and then also too when they all like get resurrected into the into the the eggs, they're all just still in their uniforms. Yeah, standing there. Yeah, yeah. It was um and then the 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 Moira swap at the end was like 
okay, that's fine. Yeah, that was unexpected. I thought yeah. so. That's the thing. They now. All right, if you if you re- read this without having read House of X, I don't know how much you'll get out of it, right? Yeah. Like a, a lot of it was cool because it was like, oh, the House of X idea is done in the '90s cartoon, almost like seeing, um, you know. Uh, the three's company actors drawn in the style of seventies animation or whatever, you know, like it's, yeah, there's or it's it's Seinfeld a, in seventies animation, whatever. It's, it's a just in a different art form. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I liked how they, they swapped some things out. Um, like the, the five are different people. Who, yeah. some of whom we may know and others, you know, they may have just made I th- up for this. They were, it seems as though they were, so like I didn't watch every single episode of the TV show, mm. but it seems as though they only stuck with characters in the TV show canon mm. instead of some of the characters that were created outside of comics in the preceding 30 years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, like Hope Summers is not anywhere. She's not around, in there. You know? um, Egg. Uh, tempo is because they were de- they were there back then. Uh, like they just kind of swapped it out and made sense of it. Tempo was there, there back then. I thought yeah. Tempo was a way newer character. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and um, I recognized the guy next to her in like, I think he was on the asteroid M. He's got one of the acolyte looking outfits. He's really tall with red hair. He looks. I don't remember. Familiar. Yeah. I. I. I I gave this book enough goodwill to just be like, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an inquest and shit. I was just yeah. like, okay. And okay. you've got like Professor X in that helmet, but yeah. it's the, the cerebro of <laughs> that, the uh, 90s comic, you know? The 90s comic uh, or the, the 90s cartoon Krakoa helmet was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Just the two big cables. Um, yeah. Um, this but was, I liked the thing at the end. Uh, was cool. Oh, also, I just saw they've got a Spider-Man uh, thing there, which Spider-Man was in the same continuity as that X-Men. Oh. At least you could think that because they did a crossover with all the same voice actors uh, in one right. or the other show. But, uh, you know, that's just a, that's a very small thing. But I liked the twist at the end as to who takes Moira McTaggart's place mm-hmm. in this version um, yeah. I don't know if there was a Moira in the X-Men cartoon. I feel like there was. I thought so. Yeah, I think very, so. She's very Irish. Yes. Yeah. Very Irish accent. Yeah. But um, this is more fun. This is more like yeah. X-Men this, cartoon This uh, plays with the... Style. So a, a very, very big part of House of X, Powers of Ten is a, the betrayal. This plays with the betrayal more than like Moira would. Yeah, the oh, sense yeah, of betrayal yeah. from the other characters. But I didn't yeah. like as much as I enjoyed reading this, I probably will not keep reading it. This was just like a fun, like weird no, one off. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. I do also wonder what this who this is for. Like the intersection yeah. of 35, 40 year old dudes who watch the cartoon but also are up to date with the uh, Krakoa comics. Probably. Like that Venn diagram like, wherever it crosses. This yeah. isn't for anybody new. For anyone who is into House of X enough that they'll just read any version of it, or maybe uh, all ages, maybe they would like it. 
You know, if you I, get it, this is like a really breezy House of X thing. Who knows? It's um, I I feel like those are those are true, could be true, but feel like more outliers. Yeah, because it's two very specific. Well, they also flavors do, that are being merged. You know, they do or have had. I think there was an X Men cartoon comic that was running for a while, right? So if that yeah, was thirty years ago. No, I mean like. Recently. They had X Men '92. It was like a miniseries. Oh, but that's in the comics universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like I'm not I'm not knocking it. It's just like this yeah, is yeah. such a specific two versions of a genre to to like merge together. It's like yeah, this is for like one sliver of the demographic. <laughs> yeah. Some some others will will stumble on it and maybe enjoy themselves, but like this is like real narrow focused. Content, yeah. right? True. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll those get are those all the, little serious numbers. Those uh, are all the you know, it's interesting. Magneto also is in his uh, red and purple the whole time. That's another yeah. thing that they do. You know, nobody's in a different costume. Nope. Very cartoon. There are no. You know? There are no secondary costumes. Yeah, yeah. None. Even when they're in spacesuits, it's just like armor on top of their costumes. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are much easier action figures to make, maybe. Obviously, yeah. You don't have to really change the molds all that much. You just kind of add yeah, just two pieces, and it's, yeah. The paint job is already the same. You just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you gotta, you got to think, think uh, uh, work smart, not hard. Yeah. Did you ever hear about um, Marvel classifying the mutants as non-human um, in order to save money on action figures? No. So the way that I saw it was like, you know, Marvel does what (laughs) Trask and all of their worst villains can. There is a lower tax or import tariff or whatever it is on non-human figures than there is on human figures, action figures or dolls, presumably. And so Marvel argued that the X-Men are mutants and are not human. And... So they should I mean, get taxed at a lower rate. They're not wrong. If right. anything, that is a that is a brilliant lawyer. It's true. And I wonder if aliens commonly get taxed at a lower rate too. But, you know, in universe, it doesn't make any sense. Like they're not not human. They're the humanoid evolution of humans. You know what I mean? Like the humans shouldn't fight against them. They should be like, oh, awesome. There's, we're turning you're, into this. This is great. I mean, I'm I mean, jealous. You're, you're, well, I mean, and being jealous has never, ever preceded violence. I don't think so. <laughs> Actually, wasn't even that the cause of what some religious folk considered the first murder? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. God liked his sacrifice more than the other one. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That was all the comics this week. I read a couple others, but uh, haven't finished them and or we're not talking about them today. I will say um, the fourth Reckless book came out this past week by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. If anybody's, if anybody's reading these, I haven't finished the fourth one yet. Uh, I'm right. probably going to finish it tonight. But if anybody's been reading these books, um, it's about the... P.I. Ethan Reckless throughout the 70s into the 80s. They're fucking phenomenal. Probably the best thing that this creative team has ever done, and you should pick them up. 
Right. We never talk about them because we don't talk about OGNs. We only really talk about mm, uh, weekly comics. So pick them up. Pick them up. Pick them up. Pick them up. There you go. Read them all. Pick them up. Uh, but besides that, I'm sorry. <laughs> read them all, pick them up, read them all, pick them up, pick them up, bring them all, say hi. Um, so <laughs> in closing, like subscribe, comment, write us, uh, about us, um, on all the interwebs, uh, but only good stuff. Uh, and be sure to turn on your notifications, ring the bell. When we go live, you'll know, um, just join us next week. Read your comics, say hello, be a friend. Uh, we do this, um, to hang out with you guys. So. Don't be strangers. Uh, Brian, is there anything you'd like to add? No. Very well put. Thank you. To the point. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I uh, will see you guys next week, man. Yeah. Be good. Read That's your comics. Good. Tip your wager. Yeah. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. This is